I have returned. Ha ha. Ha ha. How about the filming day with Alec? Oh boy, filming day. How was filming day? <laughs> I had one filming day, which wasn't very busy because I've been busy with work. Right. But oh. you, you had a lot more filming days. How many filming days did you have? I had two. <laughs> I only had one more. Um, we filmed basically the entire movie on the day you were there. Um, mm-hmm. So day one of filming, uh, it ended up being me, um, Alec, director, um, Juan, who was playing a character who we did not film for that day, uh-huh. um, Alex, who ended up being written out of the film in its entirety, and... Um, Juan, too. No, Juan, Juan ended up in the film. Nope. Nope? No, I talked he to Alec. That. He cut it. We spent four extra hours, rec- or not four, like two extra hours recording in the ash pit for nothing. Yep. No. Oh yeah. Uh, that, uh, wait. Let's let's stick with day one. We'll go back to yeah. day one. Okay. So Juan and uh, uh, Alex's friend Michaela, who played my wife. Yeah, wife. Um, my wife. And um, so we all met up at like nine thirty in the morning. I had car trouble on the way so i was like terrified out of my mind that it was just gonna stop on the freeway and i was gonna die um but anyway we met up at 9 30 i got lost uh so i I played a character who wears a suit literally the entire movie Mm -hmm. so i was in like a nice white shirt with a tie and a i I don't have a blazer right now i don't know where it is it's probably in a box somewhere Mm -hmm. um so I, i took my uh my tuxedo jacket uh-huh. I pinned up the tails, <laughs> and that was my that was my suit jacket. Um, so, at least we didn't record uh, the you first back. day of first day of filming, it was like ninety four, and um, we hiked up about a mile and a half to our filming spot. Uh, <laughs> we were recording this scene where um, wind blows in the character of Meryl's hair, and there's no wind throughout the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. So we brought a leaf blower, as as you should. A gas powered leaf blower, in the middle of fire season in a really oh. dry park. Oh, oh, I see where the problem is. <laughs> yeah. For the listeners, we live in California, and yeah. was on fire like three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean. Heck, we were supposed to have, or at least parts of our town were supposed to have no power today, because power lines, if they go down, start fires. Yeah, it's been windy, and uh, fires might happen again. Yeah. Who knows? That might be a topic on the podcast. Anyway, so... um, So we carry up this leaf blower, which I still can't believe we did. Um, and we get to our filming spot, and we start filming, and what do you know? A bunch of kids bringing a leaf blower up into a mountain... Looks kind of suspicious. A little so, uh, someone called the cops on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, a forest ranger comes up and says, Hey, um, you have a leaf blower. Can you, like, not? <laughs> uh, we told him, We're only going to use it for, like, two minutes max. And he's like, Hmm. Okay. You can do it if I watch you. So, he, wa- he actually helped us start it because we we're stupid and we couldn't start it. So we filmed that scene, um, and uh, yeah, that was easy. And then I filmed some scenes. It was mm-hmm. like 93, and I was wearing a suit. So Yeah, which is always wonderful. 
That was not fun. Uh, no? no. No? So anyway, <laughs> we had literally three shots left to do mm-hmm. when more park rangers come up but these guys are state park rangers they're not county park rangers they're the they're the big guys Mm -hmm. and they come up and they say hey so leaf blower and we're like oh yeah we're not using it anymore and we had Mm -hmm. another guy come up and say it was fine and they're like okay but also you can't film Mm -hmm. without a permit and we're like (laughs) excuse me (laughs) who uh and he's like yeah we're supposed to fine you guys two thousand dollars and we're like, um, we don't have that. <laughs> uh, and he's like, okay, I'll let you guys off easy. Stop filming now. Bring that leaf blower the heck out of here. You're done. You're done for the day. You're not filming anymore. Yeah. We had literally three shots left. All we wanted to get done that day was the shots with uh, his friend Michaela because we didn't want to drag her back for a second day of filming. Yeah. Three shots. Three. <laughs> Uh-huh. So, anyway, we end up meeting up on this past Saturday for day two of filming. Again, 9.30 in the morning. Uh-huh. Again, full suit. Luckily, it was more like 65 out. So, <laughs> Piss cold or piss hot? Your choice. <laughs> uh, we, we hike up. Um, and apparently, I get this from Alec. Apparently, mm-hmm. the guys who kicked us out were wrong. Yeah, yeah. We were absolutely allowed to film in the park. Yeah, I believe the reason. Uh, I think oh, go ahead. they just wanted us off because we had a leaf blower and that was making people uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, which like I understand them wanting you to get out because if one guy already was like, "Oh yeah, it's fine for the two minutes, let me watch you," then you you might they might have gotten some like backlash for being like, "Yeah, no, not anymore, out." Well, they, the thing was, it was two separate agencies. So the first guy was. Um, a county park ranger and mm-hmm. that, he was okay with it and then the state park rangers were the guys who said yeah you guys can't do anything at all it's yeah. illegal get out get out no grr so i don't know i don't know if it was like some sort of, i don't think there would have been backlash because i don't think the state county rangers cared at all it was or the the county rangers cared at all it was just mm-hmm. the state ones um but yeah so apparently we were allowed we were totally allowed to film so we went back up we filmed the last couple shots mm-hmm Came back down, and then that's where you come into the story. Yes, I come into the story. We so for this uh, for the next few scenes, we needed to go to a uh, our friend Alec, the director, was seen. What's the word I'm looking for? Landscape scouting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, he, he he wants to be a cinematographer, so he's good at it. Yeah, so he found this place uh, near where you used to live uh, that yep. had burnt down. It was an area, it didn't have any houses. I think there was like one charred house. Yeah, one burned house. And there were like six houses up yeah. on the hill. It was amazing they didn't burn. So it was a valley. We'll put into the show notes a photo of it. I have a few. And it was completely burned down. And don't do this, by the way. We went down don't. into the valley. And we shot... Into the ash pit. Yeah, into the ash pit. We call it the ash pit. Because that's what it was. It was, it it was. was an ash pit. And we uh, filmed our scenes there. And it was... Horrible. Yeah, it was miserable. It was it was bad ash everywhere. I had to lay down in it because I was killed by you. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) and uh, that was fun though. I uh, I don't know if I'll put photos of me being killed. Maybe one. Yeah. Um. So I was laying down, and every time someone would move 
ash would like billow up from their movement yeah (laughs) it's all good like what's done is done and i volunteered for it we we literally volunteered for that that's true and so the photo the the ash would billow up and then like every time it would just waft towards me and i would just inhale this it looked go ahead it looked like some sort of magnetic attraction like there were times when we'd be uh, literally because we found this one filming area i don't know it was like i'm bad with distances it was like what like 40 feet of area it was a big area yeah it was like 10 meters to the right yeah (laughs) (laughs) meters um and i could be on the complete other side and i could like trip and catch myself and the ash would go up and teleport to his nose (laughs) yeah it uh it was certainly a thing (laughs) just fucking get them lungs yeah (laughs) i had been filming in dress shoes all day um now dear listeners dress shoes are great i like them a lot they're fun to wear they look cool Mm-hmm, These mm-hmm. were not my dress shoes. My dress shoes are in a box that I have now found. Mm-hmm. So they were a little big uh, on me. And um, they also have a slight heel. Now, listen, I don't know how women wear high heels. Because <laughs> my foot maybe goes up on like a two degree angle in those shoes. And holy crap, it makes everything so much worse. There's this part when you're hiking to our first filming site where you have to climb down like a mountain goat hill. That's how I described it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of rocks. It's dangerous. If you fall over, you'd probably hurt yourself pretty badly. Yeah. Um, and I tripped and I nearly fell uh, because of my shoes. Um, so anyway, uh, another thing that wearing dress shoes for at that point, it was like 10 hours does is it makes your knees hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because you have to, you're having to do more work to support yourself because you're basically on your tiptoes for a long time, mm-hmm. um, and I had to do a lot of squatting. Yeah, <laughs> having to look at the dead guy on the ground and to, then being I had scared. To squat over by a dead guy, and then I ran away and I fell on my hands and knees. And there was a lot of falling and a lot of being on my knees. It was painful. It was very painful. Uh, um, my, my question sorry, to you is. My my question to you is of why so you already had the first day, right? You had the first day where you hiked up yep. in dress shoes. Why I didn't did not you... hike up in dress shoes the first day. You didn't? Okay. I did not. We actually didn't even film in dress shoes. I'm wearing sneakers. Okay, because I was about day. to ask, like, why didn't you wear sneakers on the second day if you learned your lesson on the first? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and also we didn't know we were going to a pit. It was a valley. Yeah, we didn't know we were going to going into a pit. I mean I am not an athletic person. I know you guys can't see me. This is a podcast. Uh, so it was a lot for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had been up a long time and had been active all day, which is not something I normally do. I'm a, I'm, I'm a sit on my computer and play video games all day kind of guy normally. So, um, yeah, it was a lot. But I think it was really... I think it was worth it in the end. I was really happy with how most of my scenes turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't gotten to see any footage yet, but in the moment, it felt good. I love acting, and I haven't done it in a long time. So Yeah, with COVID, your your last musical got canceled. We'll talk about that in a future episode. <laughs> I was okay episode. with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, t- we'll talk about drama stuff in a future episode. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, 
it was a long, grueling day, but it was worth it. And I, I think th- he's got such great, great ideas. If he makes it publicly available, anyone who listens to this should watch it. Um, yeah, it'll be in the show notes. He said it's due for his college apps. Oh, this is yes. for a college app, by the way, listener. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, but he said this uh, his college app would be due the the first of November 31st. or the thirty first oh, of October. Of, yeah, first yeah. of November. One, so one it should of be ready soon. Yeah, so it, it the moment it's available, and if he makes it publicly available, it'll be in the show notes. If it's not, sorry, <laughs> 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 yeah. nothing I can do for you. It's it's his work, not mine. I mean, he's just got such a great vision for it, though. He um, d- he does. Like, he does. It, the so uh, the last thing I filmed was the opening and the ending. Um, now the the show is about or the show. I'm talking in drama terms. The film is about um, me, dead, uh, who I I think the implication is that I overdosed and I died in my bathroom. And the the film is me journeying through purgatory before eventually going to hell. Um, Oh, uh, just to clarify, um, both his name and his situation is dead. Yep, dead. Um, Anyway, I think what... What really, like, I mean, I was going to do it no matter what, but what it made me, what made me super interested in the film is just the, the, the first page of the script, which sets the scene. It's me in a red lit bathroom lying on the sink, like hunched over. And in the background, the intro to Queen's Death on Two Legs is playing as the camera <laughs> zooms in on me, which is so cool. <laughs> It really is like he. So the the script he made was like he had to make it hours before we shooting days, right? Like right. he he literally had your first shooting day, and then he redid it for the second shooting day, some of the yep. scenes. So, um, even though it was so, uh, so we got to see the way he wrote it was for a director. He he wrote it with the sense of hey, these are the shots I need, and they're so cool to to see. Like I I read the first draft. I did a bad thing as an actor and didn't read the second draft. <laughs> neither, neither did I. It's not like there's character work. There's no dialogue. Yeah, there's no dialogue, but he, he did a good job and of directing us, and he also, like, it is really cool of... I, I do think he's he's gonna do a good job. I agree. And I... I mean, he is very talented at this. It wouldn't surprise me if he gets into one of his top colleges because... That's a high quality thing he shot and is probably editing as we speak. Yeah, um, I I don't doubt that. So I mean, I just I I think he's got so much potential. I think any of the schools that he applies to would be lucky to have him. Yeah. So. Good job, Alec. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Alec, yeah. if you're listening, yay, we love yeah. you. Clap, clap, uh, clap. To to continue on, so this. This filming was for an app. It is for him yes. to get to a college. How are you doing with apps? <laughs> <laughs> we have to. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Come on. Uh, just um, we can talk about it more in depth next time. But but like give yeah. give me a bit of something. College apps suck. <laughs> yeah. And whoever invented them should make like dead and go to hell. Uh, <laughs> Hey, spoilers. I don't know if you spoiled it earlier. But... I did. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, he's going through purgatory, and then he goes to hell. Spoilers, but no. no. Well, sorry. 
Um, I don't want to get too much into it, uh, but it it sucks. <laughs> I, I can I can pull open one of the the pages on on my computer right now. They just kind of explain to you what they are. Yeah. What 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 have you been going through specifically? Okay. So, uh, I still have to do one, but <laughs> I'm doing the uh, Common App, mm-hmm. um, for like big colleges private colleges so i'm looking the big one is that i'm applying to is usc through common app common app is one nice thing i'll I'll say about common app is it's standardized and it goes to a lot of colleges um but i have to put in all my like details like my name my gender my sexuality uh if i served in the army if i'm white if i'm a citizen and then I have to put in all that for my family too, so both my parents and I put in my stepmom who's Japanese because that'll look good to the <laughs> college people. Uh, then yes. I had to put in all the schools I've gone to and all the grades I've I've gotten in those those grades. I had to put my class rank, thirty eight out of three nineteen. Hell yeah. Um <laughs> Let me get that. <laughs> I just emailed my counselor. Oh, okay. Uh, I had to report AP tests. I had to report activities and awards, which was fun. Um, and then you have to write an essay, and it takes a while. I wrote it about space because I like space. It's due in a few um, days, right? Like in two days. Early action is due on the thirty-first. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And I'm not the... doing early action to any colleges. I want to keep my options open. Uh huh. Alec, the reason he has apps due on the first is because he's doing early action for like two colleges, I think. So, and then the other one is because, like, like we, like Tom, Thomas mentioned, we're in California, so the big schools here are the UCs. Now, I want to go to college in California. I love California. I've lived here my whole life. Um, so I have to fill out the the University of California application, which. Literally, I do the same things that I did on the Common App, just again, and then I have to answer four questions instead of one. And then I also forgot to mention that if you go back to the Common App, there are stuff that is specific to schools. So I have to answer like 18 more short answers, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. Also, like right now, well, I I tried filling out the Common App and the UC application stuff. Even though, even though I don't know if I can even go to a college four year immediately, that's still up in the air. But um, so it it asks a lot of questions that I can't answer, right? Like, yeah. Or like some personal, or like some questions that I don't know how to answer. Like they ask about my mother's stuff, but they're like, "Oh, where does she live?" And it immediately fills out for a U.S. uh address. And there's no you way can, for me. You can Im- you can input your own wherever you want. That's what I had to do with my stepmom from Japan. Mm-hmm. You c- so you can input the Philippines, but uh, it's it takes a lot of extra work. You have to Google the address and stuff. Well, what what ends up happening is that um, like it doesn't. Uh, if I fill out my mother, it asks me to fill out my father's, which they ask a lot of like, oh, where did he go to school? I don't fucking know. Don't He's know, been yeah. dead my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably ask my mom, but she would probably go. I don't know, man. And it, like, just, it goes so far. Like, it asks like what yeah, high school he lot. went to, what elementary. Did it really ask 
I don't. I didn't get that. I don't think it asked for the college. Like, what's the yeah, name of def- it? And it how definitely long? asks for college and degrees. Yeah. So, like, here's my dad. My dad went to three different colleges because he, no offense, dad, wasn't a very good student at first because he wanted to be a rock star, so he went to bands instead of college. Mm-hmm. So he ended up going to three different colleges. He got an associate's and a bachelor's. Um, so I had to put in all of those individually. So that sucked. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't it it doesn't ask me high school or anything. It's just mm-hmm. yeah. Well, uh, the the other problem is if you fill out parents, it doesn't let you fill out guardian. Ew. You yeah. should just fill out guardian then. Yeah, that's what I did. I just filled out guardian. Yeah, because you but... know your sister. Yeah, my my sister's my legal guardian, but like that that annoys me with so many like applications. Even the goddamn FAFSA, like you. Really, can't... I have. To, I'm I'm I was supposed to do FAFSA today. I don't know if it's happening though. Oh, you should do it as soon as possible. Like my sister came in midnight of the like day it was open, and then we we did it like immediately. I think I think yeah. we were on call. Uh, like uh, us as friends were on call talking to each other and she's like wait you need to take 20 minutes out we're doing the fafsa <laughs> <laughs> do fafsa go yeah I, I know i gotta do it soon but but yeah the fafsa <sighs> fafsa is, i think if i remember correctly straight up doesn't even let you f- like doesn't recognize guardians it just asked parent and i fill out my weird. sister as parent which huh. is dumb <laughs> yes my mom my yeah, sister no it, like it's dumb it's dumb yeah. Or sometimes dumb. Guardian doesn't put sister. It doesn't let it like has a drop down and it doesn't have anything. It doesn't have an other. Yeah, it doesn't. College apps, like I said at the beginning of this segment, suck. They do. <laughs> they're, they're. I've I've done like applications for jobs, and it's very similar, but a lot worse. <laughs> I haven't done any job applications yet. Eh, it's not nothing. Uh, you're not missing anything other than a job, I guess. Yeah. I want a job. Um, yeah. I mean, in the end, my experience with college apps has been largely negative. Mm-hmm. I think you could say that about most people, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I'm I'm passionate about education. Mm. Uh, I don't want to bring my politics too much into this, at least today. Um, <laughs> but I, I think everyone deserves a. F- a shot at a higher education through college. So it irks me sometimes to see the hoops that they try and make students jump through, especially with stuff like the common app and the UC app. Those are all online. They don't have physical copies anymore that I know of. So, I mean, people who don't have the money for a computer can't do them. Their best shot is going to a library, which yeah sometimes... You have to pay for that too, which is weird. Yeah, and they don't have the money, yeah. so you know, a, qu- a quarter to know. me is a drop in the bucket, but according to a homeless guy, that's probably lunch. You know, that's a cup mm-hmm. of coffee, and that's probably his lunch for for the yep. next three days. <laughs> me, I, I pop a thing into a machine, and it spits out coffee. Yeah, <laughs> he has to save up his money just to drink. Yeah, so. It's something I'm passionate about. I think, um, I think that as a whole, apps are too intensive in this country, and the fact that I am probably going to end up paying if I if I get into my dream college, fifty k a year is ridiculous. Jesus Christ! Yeah, my my 
my requirements. I don't have that money. Yeah, no, my my requirements are uh, not into too much debt. Like, like it, it's sad that that's my right. that's my requirements. Not too much debt. Like, Same. I'm gonna go into a little bit, you know, if it happens. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna go into a lot. I, I if I get into USC, I mean, my family doesn't have fifty k a year for my education. We just don't. Yeah. Like or like fucking. And we're well, we're more well off than that. Then we're not not the average person, but we're well off enough that we never worry about our food, and we have a decent inheritance from my my grandfather. But I mean, I I don't have that kind of money, <laughs> so debt here we come. Debt here we come. Uh, and like, well, I'm one of the things I'm dealing with, but I'm sure a lot of people are also dealing with, is that I don't have like par- my parents had a like financial plan for my college but that was back in the philippines and yeah i'm now in the u.s with like by the time i finish high school i will have ten thousand dollars to my name like i've done a bit of math i'll have around ten thousand a bit more that's maybe a that's semester not a yeah that's not a lot <laughs> no all. it's not and i mean that's gro- groceries groceries yeah, yeah. no and, and that's the problem like with covid <laughs> right everything's online i mm-hmm. i do t- terribly with online class some people find it amazing Same. right and go good I for them it. right happy for you keep going it's great i uh, be happy but it's terrible for me i personally really don't like it and well, you might as well take a gap year uh, that's the thing I, I would love to take a gap year if i could get a job that pays more than 15 an hour than yeah, subway, then, then you know. subway, then you know, minimum. Hey, count yourself lucky that you're getting fifteen an hour. You could live in in a red state and get eleven an hour. What's federal minimum? Like seven and a half? Eleven, I think it's eleven. Seriously, now. that's that's surprising actually yeah. that it's eleven now. But well, I just think they weren't able to overturn it when when the Republicans got in the office. But I said I wasn't going to talk about politics. Great. Uh, but maybe yeah. later. Like fifteen an hour is is good. Is a good amount a good amount of change, but like if I worked entire can't live if I if it. I worked in no if I worked full time, I didn't do school, I would be able to make enough on fifteen an hour to pay for rent and food and bills, right? Really? Yeah. Like just barely. That surprises me because I I you know I have roommates and stuff, so I only pay eight hundred. Yeah, well, there yeah. you go. That's I why. I'm definitely not living on my own, but I. I would make a livable wage, which I think is okay. For minimum wage, it's livable. And I think that's okay. That's an okay place for minimum wage to be. But that's not an okay place for me to be if I'm trying to take a gap year. Yeah. I, I need to make more than that. And you need to get a higher yeah, paying I need job, to... yeah. But it's hard to get a higher paying job without a college exactly. education. Like, so, some jobs straight up just require you it's to... It's cycle. Some, people, some jobs require you to like, get, a, get a degree. Just to have a degree. It's a cycle of poverty. Yeah, boy, being poor is Again, so expensive. Again, that's more poli- that that's more politics. I have strong feelings about one that. of these episodes. But yeah, one of them. Yeah, I'm always open to do this. It's been a lot of fun. I have enough disk space to record another 176 hours. Uh, I sure hope so. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, college college apps are weird, and thankfully. Uh, we live in a place with a very good junior college, and mm-hmm. um, I will t- be taking full advantage of that. I I don't mind right. paying junior college prices, which is a lot a lot more affordable. 
and even and with yeah, my situation, the... it could straight up be paying me to work study. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like some of the colleges I'm applying to have a good work study program that I'll definitely be making taking advantage yeah. of. Non taxable money. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. I, I've been looking into um, investing. I'd prefer it get taxed and just have them give me some back so I don't go into debt. Too. <laughs> that would be nice. But that's politics. Yeah. I've been looking into um what's it called? Uh investing. I want to invest early, even if it's a small Makes amount sense. of money with what I have and it could, you know, at least have a little bit there, but I need to talk to So so this is a weird thing. Apparently a thing called a tax preparer exists. Do you know what a tax preparer is? I have no idea what a tax preparer is. It's a person is. that prepares your taxes. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, but so I talk. I go to my bank, right? And I'm like, hey, can I open a uh, specifically Roth IRA? By, bas- uh, by the way, listener, this is not advice. Okay. This is not <laughs> advice in any way, shape, or form. But I go to the bank and I'm like, hey, can I uh, open a Roth IRA so that I can invest through that account? And then they're like, yeah, we'll set you up with an appointment and you can talk to the person. And have you spoken to your tax preparer to see if this is a right choice for you? And I'm like, who? <laughs> like, who does your taxes? And I'm like, <laughs> my guardian right now, uh, but I'll have to do mine soon. I recently turned 18. They were like, oh, okay. So talk to your guardian about who your tax preparer is. I talk to my guardian. And then she's like, we don't have one. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm the tax preparer. We, You know. Yeah, my my mom does that too because my mom's a lawyer and she's a, specifically an estate lawyer, so she does a lot of work with tax. So she does her own taxes. Yeah. So, but uh, that sounds cool—a tax preparer. Yeah, so my my sister does it for us. So she's like, "Oh, uh, that's me." But you should talk to your uh, half brother, who is very good with this stuff. And so that's that's my journey right now to see if that's a good idea. Nice. Uh, so now I have an appointment to open a thing that I'm not even sure if I should do now because <laughs> I was told I should talk to more professional people, which like, who, who knew that was a, uh, that was like a thing you should do, you know, talk to professionals. Yeah. Well, make sure, make sure you're talking to a, a fiduciary, not, not just a, an advisor because uh, specifically fiduciaries have to work in your interest and not in their own. What are fiduciaries? So if you if if and uh, I'll send you a message after okay. with how to spell it. But if you're talking to someone who is not legally required to make every decision to try and help you, they can they can't lie, but they can frame their words deceptively enough that they make you having to keep come back to them and having to pay them more money for their services mm-hmm. so make sure you're picking a safe person yeah, I, like get recommendations and check to see if they're a fiduciary or not yeah, I, need, I need to figure out too because because my sister just told me talk to my brother right my half brother right and so you can probably trust yeah, your half brother I, I could to... probably trust my half brother but the, there's always this thing in the back of my head of i'm an adult now and i make adult money and that means i have to pay adult money and you know if yeah. i'm like with this podcast if i'm commissioning something like the artwork i i pay adult money you know right when i would give a kid like five bucks to be like hey draw this for me now i have to be like hey what's your rates (laughs) and it's now like in the hundred something range whoa i haven't ouch that's pricey people are uh, people drawing are pricey but yeah or you could just 
post on Tumblr and you get an army of 60,000 fan artists working for I you. I posted on Instagram instead. <laughs> and <laughs> I did get a lot of fan artists uh, being like, hey, uh, I can draw that for you at this reasonable price. It would be like 50, which, you know, is a reasonable price. But their, their, their art is uh, <clears throat> not good. <laughs> it's Oof. it's a <clears throat> like okay no it's it, their artwork is not what i'm looking for as a uh as as a well, what's i'm looking for for me well what am i professional yeah, a, <laughs> no hell no <laughs> as a commissioner there you go yeah as a commissioner your artwork isn't doesn't fit the style of what i'm looking for <laughs> right no, I mean, if you want someone to succeed, the best way to do it is have an eye-catching cover. So, yeah. yeah, I, I, I mean, don't judge a book by its cover. Literally, everyone judges books by their covers. If you don't, yeah. you're some sort of incredible master of being completely objective. Yeah, like the 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 whole "don't judge a book by its cover" only works for things that aren't books. Right. <laughs> Like like oh people uh, people don't judge them by by their cover but like judge books by their cover absolutely their their covers look cool dude read it or get it for or yourself get it for, or get it for yourself I mean yeah I'm not gonna lie I I just moved uh-huh. and uh, I made about half of my or donate book decisions on the cover I'm like do I want to look at this when I look at my bookshelf. Yes, I, I, <laughs> I'm keeping. I have it. a few books that are like that where I'm like, huh, that title's funny, and I haven't read it. I have one called like the wait, it's called The Egg and I. I've got a book called I've got a book called uh, Fart Proudly, <laughs> um, and it's it's a book of uh, Ben Franklin quotes. Because apparently he he once wrote an essay in which the thesis was fart proudly. Was so, it like some stoic? It's the greatest book I've ever owned. Was it some like stoic uh, philosophy? No, no, it was exactly what it no. sounds like. <laughs> it's just a dude shit posting in the 18th century. Got it. Right, yeah. <laughs> ben Franklin was a high quality shit poster. <laughs> ben Franklin, one of the founding fathers. Fathers. Founding fathers, <laughs> shit posting. Dude, that that's that's what's yeah. so lovely about history. I, like, I, for the longest time, I was like, "Why would you like history? It's so it's so lame." And then it's it's because people people have been weird and have been shit posting way before documented history. People are, I love history. People are are interesting. They're we don't when we like think about history, we don't think of the people. We think of like the battles yeah. and crap, the and situations, but. Like, <laughs> I had a book about, like, the the generals and stuff in the Civil War. There's some funny stuff in there, man. Oh. Like, um, like you know, you know, sideburns? Mm-hmm. That those are a thing because there was this Civil War general named Ambrose Burnsides. <laughs> and he had sideburns. And everyone thought they were awful. <laughs> so they just started so they made fun of him and then people started to be like hey those aren't that bad and then they're like let's call them sideburns because <laughs> fuck that burnside guy that. <laughs> let's call it sideburns instead uh, it's like 
Well, uh, I'm not entirely sure. This is probably Civil War, but because of Alexander Hamilton becoming so popular because of Lin Manuel Miranda, um, right? A lot, there's a lot of Alexander Hamilton stuff going around, and uh, like I read one about him having daddy issues, and <laughs> and like <laughs> he didn't know his dad. Yeah, he didn't know his dad, but he had <laughs> like he had daddy issues in in terms of oh my my dad never loved me because I never knew him, right? So whenever George right. Washington would be like, "Hey, son." You know, like as his general, you know, you know, some people just call people darling. Yeah. He, Washington would call people son. He would get pissed, and he refused to be <laughs> friends with Washington. And I, I oh, thought no. at, at first I saw this, I was like, no way, this is true, right? And then like it popped up more and more with like actual like journals about it, and I realized I rewatched Hamilton. It's in there. He got mad about Washington calling him son. I think I yeah. remember that now. He's like, call me son one more time. And it's like <laughs> I think it's not necessarily presented as daddy issues in the musical. I think it's more like, and they're not treating me like I know things because I'm young. Yeah. Which like fair. Yeah, but but Hamilton Hamilton was kind of an idiot. I'm not gonna lie. He wanted a monarchy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're gonna free this place from a monarchy. <laughs> guys, guys. Want to do it again? <laughs> Let's just make Washington the king. <laughs> guys, guys, want to see me do it again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hamilton. Nah, nah, we're good. He also, we don't need he you. He also roasted himself. How so? He, he wrote that essay about how he cheated on. Uh, oh beca- yeah. Because because uh, one of his competitors was like, "Yeah, I know that you cheated on your wife." So he's like, "Huh, I'm gonna tell people first. <laughs> and then. He, <laughs> Now that right there is a Chad move. <laughs> some some reverse psychology. Alex Alexander well, hurt himself favorite... in confusion. <laughs> that's one of my favorite things about history is that they were uh, we because of of like how speech was back in those days. We tend to think of like all people who are any older than I don't know the 1950s is like stuck up prudes who spoke very formally and oftentimes with a british accent for no reason other than the fact that we associate formal speech with the british accent but they were just people like william shakespeare half of his humor is just bad sex jokes (laughs) they are like really (laughs) really bad sex jokes like Bad enough where it's just the character basically pointing at their dick and saying, it's big. <laughs> fruits of, uh, what was it? What was the line? Fruits of? It's, uh, 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 it's from Twelfth Night. It's um, all the good gifts of nature. Ah, uh, there we go. Mm. I mean, it's so tawdry. I love it. Well, like, Shakespeare having most of his thing being bad sex jokes, it's like, He's he's the proprietor, you know. He's he's the OG, bad sex, right? <laughs> in terms of modern literature, you know, or I guess not modern, mm-hmm. but in terms of literature, he's the OG literature in terms of in general. In terms of having bad sex jokes, so I, I think I think he's justified. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he he wasn't copying off anyone. He wasn't like some middle yeah. schooler writing about bad sex jokes. He he was Oh, it just <laughs> It just makes me laugh because I mean, like I said, like people when they think of Shakespeare, they think of Oh yes. 
I to be or not to be, that is the question. Indeed, I am very fancy speaking and there's nothing funny about anything I say or do. But no, it's just dick jokes. <laughs> dick jokes. There's some of that, sure, but it's dick jokes. <laughs> World Series, tell me about it. Yeah, it happened. I don't speak okay. sport. Ah, sport. So, um this year for baseball was complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh it, I mean, obviously with COVID, they shut it down relatively quickly. And so baseball normally plays 162 games yeah. during the regular season, which is way more than any other sport. I think basketball is the only one that comes close with like 80. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't watch basketball. Me neither. Um, but mm, you can't exactly do that when COVID happens and you have to shut down for three of the months that you'd normally be playing baseball during. Um, plus there were contract disputes between, um, the players and the owners. I don't like either side here because on the one hand, the owners have billions of dollars. <laughs> on the other hand, the players have millions of dollars, <laughs> Battle but, of the riches. um, but there was a dispute and they eventually finally worked something out uh, and they played a 60 game season. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's weird. That, that made a lot of things that normally happen not happen and a lot of things that never happen happen um and one of the things that has never happened before was um mlb did a special playoff setup Mm -hmm. um so normally in a a regular year 10 teams make the playoffs there there are six divisions and two separated into two leagues Mm -hmm. so um normally it's three division winners from each side that this year that would have been the um the from uh, west to east, Dodgers, Cubs, and Braves in the National League. And in the American League, it would have been the Athletics, the... Who won the Central? Twins, <laughs> and the Rays. And then there would be two wild card teams from each league. I think that would have been the Padres and the Marlins in the National League, and the Yankees. No, not even the Yankees. Uh, the Indians and the White Sox in the American League. So that's how it would normally roll yeah. down. They would the the two wild card teams play a one game playoff mm-hmm. before heading into a kind of typical tournament setup where they're they just play game series, um, and whoever wins the series wins more games, advances into the next round until you get to the World Series. Well, that's not what they did this year. I guess the thinking was. Um, it's 60 games, so they wanted to make sure that teams that are good make the playoffs no matter what, because baseball is a very random game. Um, it's not unlikely for the worst team in the league, for example, this year that was the Pittsburgh Pirates, to beat the best team in the league mm-hmm. um, in a game, and it probably happens multiple times a year, too. So I, th- I guess that was the thinking, um, but it... The way they expanded the playoffs, I don't think it was really satisfactory to anybody. Mm-hmm. So they went from 10 playoff teams to 16 Jesus. playoff teams. That's that's almost double. They let, yeah, it's over half the league, which I'm not a fan of. Uh, <laughs> so they let all of the second place teams in the divisions, I'm not going to listen, that'd be too much, mm-hmm. uh, get into the playoffs this year, which is, I mean... It we ended it, it ended up giving us one of the, the I think the worst parts about this season. And I'll, I'll go over that in a few minutes. 
Um, and it then it also allowed two more wildcard teams. But with this weird new playoff format, they decided to make every single team play a three-game series. And a three-game series, you have to just win two out of three. Mm-hmm. So if the best team in the league gets cold and loses two out of three that... to a mediocre team, the mediocre team gets to move on, which is insanity to me. So it's it's like one of those, um, like the, the sample size isn't large enough to determine which team's better. Yes. Okay. Exactly. That, that's the idea. That's, that's the idea of having the expanded playoffs, but then they just kind of threw it out with, well, we're just going to have an even smaller sample size <laughs> than normal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that brings me to um, something that you might, I think you've heard of, I've probably told you before. Mm-hmm. Um, so this past, I think it was January, we discovered that um, a team called the Houston Astros yeah. had cheated. Uh, in 2017 and beaten the Dodgers in the World Series that year. Now, I'm a little biased. I'm from L.A. I'm a Dodgers fan. Um, so I, I'm more pissed off, perhaps, than the average fan, but pretty much every fan who knew what was going on got pissed. Yeah. Because the the league really did not punish the, the team for cheating. No players were suspended. The only stuff they lost was they lost five million dollars which yeah, is no, nothing that, to baseball that's, teams that's a piss in a bucket um they lost um two rounds of draft picks for two years which is boohoo draft picks in the in baseball are super random uh and they lost their coach and their uh, general manager which i guess hurt them a little bit more but anyway i guess no one really knows why I mean, there were some injuries, but and they were probably a little demotivated this season because, you know, everybody hated them. But the Houston Astros actually finished the season with an under 500 record. They went 29 and 31. Um, but because of the expanded playoffs, the 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 division in which they play in the AL West was really piss poor this season. Mm. Um, four out of the five teams in the division ended up finishing under 500 and that included the Astros but because they placed second in the division they made the playoffs uh, and not only did they make the playoffs they made the playoffs as a six seed whoa. so they didn't even have to face the most dangerous team in the first round so for example in the National League the Dodgers had the best record so they entered as the one seed and the Brewers are another team that finished with an actual under 500 record, but made the playoffs as the eight seed. So when they're the eight seed, it's a little more fair because the Dodgers were a juggernaut. They ended up winning the World Series last night. Um, Which, congrats. And Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, and so they never really stood a chance. They didn't lead in any of the games. They only scored two runs. So that felt more fair, even if... I think most of us were unhappy that an under 500 team made the playoffs. At least they got eliminated in the first round. But the Astros... Astros have a very talented team still. Even though they cheated, I I will give them that their team is very good. But this let them... They they were pretty well equipped for a short series like the first round. So they went up against the division-winning Minnesota Twins, who at the time had lost 16 straight games in the playoffs, which is... I'm sorry, Twins fans. Um, and the Astros swept the Twins. A under 500 team beat an over beat an over 500 team and beat a division winner 
to advance to the second round of the playoffs. So the three-game series ended up being a pretty moot point, and it's funny because I'll, I'll get to it in a few minutes, but the in the end, it didn't actually affect the final result of the World Series that much, the expanded playoffs. But um, the Astros actually got to advance to the, fir- the, the second round, which is normally what would have been considered the first round. Um, and they won. So they got to advance to the championship series for the American League, which is crazy. And there they faced the eventual um, AL champion Tampa Bay Rays, who beat them in seven games. The Dodgers also advanced to the uh, National League Championship Series. They won in seven games as well after falling down 3-1 to one to uh, the Atlanta Braves, who uh, Bra- Atlanta teams are, are, are not good. <laughs> Is this a general fact? <laughs> yeah, they have been one of the most famously unclutch sports cities ever. Um, <laughs> a couple years back, they played in the Super Bowl. And um, at the half, they had a 28-3 to lead. That's basically insurmountable in football. And they blew it. And they lost to the freaking Patriots, who everybody hates. So um, they're kind of a joke. And the Braves ended up blowing a 3-1 to lead. The Dodgers went on to win the World Series in six games, which made me very happy. But not- I can't have nice things, apparently. <laughs> um, so... Midway through Game Six of the World Series, they got a, a a COVID test back. Oh, and the Dodgers' starting third baseman Justin Turner tested positive for COVID <sighs> mid-game. This was the first positive COVID test in all of baseball in like two months, and it happened uh, in game in Game Six of the World Series. Were, were they like like? Was it like a temperature test or uh, did? Did he no. take the test like way before and then the results came back during the game? So what happened was he he had taken a, a test the day before that came back as inconclusive. Mm-hmm. And then, so he took another one and apparently, even though the CDC guidelines say that you should treat an in- inconclusive test as a positive one, MLB has not been doing that. They've been treating it as a negative and letting the player play. So Turner got to play in game six. He did nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went 0 for 3. Um, and he came out when they got a secondary test back that confirmed that, yes, he had a positive test. So <laughs> that was a bad look already. And then and this really hurts for me to say he's one of my favorite players. Mm-hmm. I, I've watched him play for like six, six or seven years mm-hmm. now. He came out onto the field for the celebration at the end. He, like like he did not social distance. I was about to say, was was the celebration, uh, amongst like Rowdy? four people or? <laughs> uh, well, it was about thirty five, uh, and they all sat down to take a photo, and he took his mask off. Sorry, am I allowed to swear? Go ahead. It'll get bleeped, but it's fine. Okay, he he took his mask off for the team photo, sitting next to the manager, who's a cancer survivor. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kissed the trophy <laughs> and his wife well his wife his wife is an okay one because he probably lives with her and if if right. he has it she probably does but they've been in a bubble they've been yeah in a bubble. yeah if if so the the non-logical side of me wants to say everybody has been around him 
they ate a barbecue with him last night. They've been hanging out with him all day in the dugout. He played on the field. They probably all have it anyway. Mm-hmm. But then the other side of me, the the logical side of me is saying there's this thing called viral load. With The more time you spend by an infected person, the more severe your case is likely to be. Yeah, and like, even though he's around them in that sense, he's they're they're still probably at least being a little safe with like, oh, let me sanitize my hands before eating real quick, or let me not directly inhale your cough. Oh, I doubt it. They're baseball players. I doubt I, it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, at least baseball players are not known for their intelligence. At least speaking of, <laughs> oh, sorry. Go well, ahead. Uh, sorry, I was thinking like, at least. They wouldn't be sniffing his, you know, sneezes all day long. (laughs) So there's another thing to talk about when it comes to that game. That was just a game full of bad decisions and stupidity. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's so I think I know you don't know too much about baseball, but you know that the general job of the pitcher is to make the hitters not do that. Um. (laughs) And um, there are multiple pitchers who can come into a game, but there's one guy who is going to pitch most of the game, and that guy's called the starter. Mm-hmm. So Tampa Bay sends this lefty starter, uh, his name is Blake Snell, out, and he absolutely dominates the Dodgers. Now, a baseball game is nine innings, and at least me personally, I expected him, with the way he was pitching, to go the full nine and shut out my team, which, by the way, had never been shut out the entire year. Snell was doing it. So he goes out for um, the sixth inning, and he gives up a hit to the worst Dodger hitter with one out. Okay, whatever. It's one hit. He's been dominating the next three guys who are coming up. They're uh, zero for six. All of them struck out all of those times, which means that you pretty much dominated the hitter. Mm And then his manager comes out to the mound and takes him out. He gave up one not that hard hit ball to the worst hitter on the Dodgers, and his manager takes him out. And uh, boy, the internet was mad. And I can't say I blame them. I mean, my reaction when when he came to the mound and said, okay, you're done, was... What the heck is this guy doing? Oh my god, we're going to win the World Series. Oh. What? That's how thoroughly the Dodgers were being dominated. They looked awful. What? Hmm. So predictably, uh-huh. the new guy comes in, immediately gives up a double, and then throws a wild pitch. Now, I know you don't know much about baseball, so I'll try to explain this quickly. Mm-hmm. A wild pitch is when the guy misses the catcher so badly that it gets away from the catcher. And when that happens, the runners on base are allowed to move. Mm-hmm. So the runner on third comes in and scores and the game is tied just like that. <sighs> and then on the next play, the, the batter hits a, hits a ball to the right side and they try to get the out at home and the guy running home beats it out. So what went from a one nothing game that looked hopeless for the Dodgers became a 2-1 to one oh my God, the Dodgers are going to win the World Series game <laughs> that quick. I, I I wonder what what his thought process was. Has he has he like made any statements about it? Yeah, and it's one of the things that's almost, that almost makes me regret that it happened, mm-hmm. um, even though it ended up with my team winning the World Series. Um, 
I love baseball because I love stats. And I know that's a little weird. It's partly because I grew up watching and playing baseball. So I like it for those reasons. Mm -hmm. But when I came back to it as an, as an older person, as a smarter person, um, I really started to find myself trying to understand it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And the best way to do that is through the little minutia, the minutia that exist in baseball stats. Baseball stats are crazy. They've got these like robots measuring how hard every ball is hit and at what angle and how far every ball goes and what percentage of a chance that the ball is going to be a hit. It's crazy. And it's so much fun. But it also has a lot of detractors uh-huh. because baseball, I mean, there's a great movie about it. It's called Moneyball um with Brad Pitt. It uh it's a little reductive. It's a little bit of a simplistic view at stats, but it really super well well good wellly portrays the a lot of the attitudes in baseball toward advanced statistics. Mm-hmm. Baseball is an old sport. It's the oldest sport in the USA. Um and it's got a lot of old farts who watch and still hold jobs in the baseball industry. And one of the things they like to complain about is how back in my day we used to uh we used to go with our guts. We would leave a guy in when he was dominating and we knew what was what. Yeah. And of course what they don't say is that those decisions backfired a lot and advanced statistics are more often correct. But the problem is <laughs> is that a lot of people there's this reputation that the 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 Rays, which were the team that took out the pitcher, mm-hmm. have is that they're a very statistically advanced team. Mm-hmm. Um, almost all of their decisions are, are based on advanced analytics. Their pitchers, their choices are, adv- are uh, advanced analytics. And there's been something coming to the forefront in baseball recently called the third time through the order effect. Um, mm-hmm. It basically says that a pitcher gets progressively worse as the hitters see him more. It's partly because the pitcher is likely more tired uh-huh. at that point because throwing a pitch is really freaking hard. I, I Yeah, um, I can imagine. I mean, they're throwing it oftentimes 95 miles per hour plus, which is crazy. Um, and also the idea is that as the hitters see the pitcher more, they'll adjust to him and they'll be more likely to hit mm-hmm. him. I think third time through the order, it, it's a demonstrable, a measurable stat. But I think even me, as someone who is a fan of advanced analytics, sometimes you got to just ignore it when go with your pitcher. Yeah. But the the manager of the Rays, a dude named Kevin Cash, decided to stick with the analytics and take out his guy. Uh-huh. And it backfired. So what concerns me about that backfiring is that I think it's going to set back advanced analytics in baseball for a few years. Because it's, it's impossible to overstate how much of an impact taking out that pitcher hat yeah well i i know exactly i see where you're coming from because or how do i put this into words it's they don't have the statistics to prove that not having statistics works and right so and like you said old farts they're gonna go give me good just see i was right the whole time right (laughs) oh this happened once see i was Right. right the whole time Right. It's so I mean as much as the the visceral uh tribal side of me is like ha ha screw you Rays you did a stupid. Yeah. Um the other half of me is like well uh 
according to statistics, I mean, it's it was the right call. There are some statistics that indicate it was also the wrong call. For example, the hitter who ended up hitting the double was way worse against lefty pitchers, mm-hmm. and they brought in a righty pitcher to face him, so that was a mistake. And the pitcher they chose to bring in was having a very, very bad stretch. Um, so there are definitely things that on the surface tell you it was the wrong call, and that, that was obviously my gut feeling in the moment. But, I mean, at the same time, I see the logic in it. So it really, I mean, I'm glad it didn't work out for them, but I'm also, it's it's a bit bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Because that's why, like I said, that's why I have gotten back into baseball, is that, I mean, it's so interesting to me that we can measure how hard a ball was hit and determine what percentage of the time it's going to be a hit. Hmm. It's crazy. It's it's fascinating. Yeah. It seems like like at this point it's bittersweet cuz like you're not rooting for the Rays. You're you're rooting for statistics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I like the Rays a lot mm-hmm. too. Um like I mean, if I had to pick a team other than the Dodgers to win the World Series, one of the top picks would be the Rays. Um but yeah, I mean, I wa- I am rooting for the Dodgers, and I'm glad they did what they did, but it's going to set back statistics. It's going to set back that style of man- managing, and that makes me a little sad. Maybe at some point in the future, there will, there will be no longer managers. It will just be robots. A yeah, it will just be a computer. The computer, tell us what <laughs> to do, and then it will be like, beep, yes. bloop, oh, him out. Oh, great computer of baseball, explain to us what we are supposed to do. Bring this guy in, make him throw ball hard. throw ball fast go that's yeah i mean that's a that's another thing that old farts hate is the amount of computers there's um one of the the key aspects of baseball is the guy who calls um balls and strikes Mm -hmm. behind the plate he's called the umpire Mm -hmm. and they suck they're they're bad at their jobs they're really bad at their jobs like looking like go ahead like 90 so I think there's this there's this um it's a fan run project so we, no one knows how accurate it is. But there's this fan run Twitter project called uh, Umpire Scorecard that looks at how accurate um an umpire was at calling balls and strikes for a game. Mm-hmm. And it says the average is around 95% correct. Now that sounds good. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, um there's well over 400 pitches thrown in a game. Ooh. So here, let me let me pull up a calculator real quick. Do some do some five, quick 5% math. Five percent of 400. That's 20. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna. It. You're correct. Yeah. I, I'm done. Ten percent of 400 um, is 40 divided by two. Yes, <laughs> you you are correct. Um, so that ends up being um uh, like like you said that ends up being 20 pitches in a game that are the wrong call, and that's just the average. And that can be big. There's another advanced statistic. Ooh, bring it back to the theme. Um, called run expectancy. Um, and it basically deals with how often does a team get a run, which is the equivalent of a point, in a certain situation. And this this umpire scorecard project tracks run expectancy and determines the three worst missed calls and how it affects a team. And also overall how many missed calls affect the team. And at the at its worst, this in the, these these playoffs, there was an umpire who th- called such a terrible game that he essentially gave one of the teams three more runs than he gave the other. Ooh. 
I mean, that's just unacceptable. Yeah, that, that's, I think three more runs is is three, could possibly be three more points if I'm getting this right. Yeah, I mean, and it's hard to score in baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not football where a game is expected to have like forty points combined, or basketball where it's well over two hundred. I think the average well. baseball game ends with like seven runs scored mm-hmm. in total. So three runs is huge. Yeah. I think that game in question ended up, I think, six to two in favor of the team that essentially had the extra three runs added to them. So it wouldn't probably have made a difference in the result, but it definitely would have made a difference in how good of a game it mm-hmm. was. Like it, it, like six to two sounds like an absolute sweep, but if theoretically those three runs gave them the three points, three to two sounds like it was much closer. Yeah, or six to five or however you want to think yeah. of it. So... There is the technology, essentially, for a robot umpire, Mm. where a computer analyzes, because it's got cameras all over it and motion sensors, it analyzes whether a pitch travels through the strike zone and calls it way more accurately than the umpire does. But umpires have a really strong union, so it's never going to happen. So it's not... Oh, so it's the technology exists, but it's not widely used right now? Yeah, it's not used in Major League Baseball. Okay. Which... I mean, I think it should be. <laughs> it, it really, it's hard to explain how crushing it is when a call, like if you had like the bases loaded and there's two outs and it's a 3-2 count where one strike ends your inning and one ball scores you a run. If you see a ball thrown and it's called a strike and your inning is over, it really sucks. It's really crushing. Yeah. That also... I went to a game in person last year that ended on a call like that, and I spent like a solid five minutes with the rest of the stadium booing the umpire. <laughs> he did a poor job, boo. But, uh, boo. Well, I mean, I guess it goes, hmm. umpire's bad. <laughs> umpire's bad. Yeah, I agree. Because, but like why? <laughs> it's... It's tradition. As a tradition is such a huge part of baseball. I mean, like I said, it's the oldest sport yeah. in North America, and you know, people like like it the way it used to be, and so people defend what what they call a human element. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I see the logic, but I just rather have it be right than human. Yeah. Uh, well, it also like leads to you know you can bribe a human. And a human, a yeah, human can change. It's happened. Yeah, a human can change it whenever he wants, right? He can be accurate mm-hmm. as much as he wants. Uh, like, let's say he misses one because he's human, and then he sees one and he remembers, like, oh yeah, they'll give me money if I say this is the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there is a phenomenon, and it's not super well measured because the 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 technology that measures balls and strikes are fairly new mm-hmm. but there is a phenomenon in which umpires will tend to favor the home team because they know they're going to get booed for making for being generous to the other side mm-hmm. um in that stadium that that went away a little bit this year because there were no crowds oh yeah <laughs> um but if an umpire knows that if he calls a pitch a little bit out of the strike zone a strike he's going to get cheers and claps from the home crowd yeah and the stadium's going to be filled with home because it's their home. Right. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's, that's one of the great debates in baseball. And it all comes down to, do you trust 
the human side of the game or do you want it to go as far as you can to make it a fair game? Mm-hmm. Like, And I want to make it a fair game. Maybe that's because up until this point, my team had been perpetually screwed over. Um, and maybe I'll maybe I'll start to soften a bit on it now that I don't have that monkey on my team's back. But yeah. I don't know. Well, well, I love baseball. Well, the tribalism <laughs> run deep in your bones, and you start exclaiming, "Keep the umpires! The umpire create the empire!" <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much about baseball that I love, and I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I ever want the game to change. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe in abstract, I say, "Hey, I want more statistics. I want better robot umpires." And then when it actually happens, I'll be like, "Give me the baseball of my youth." I don't know. Yeah, but uh, we're good. That's one of the things that's so brilliant about it is you never know. You never know what's gonna happen. Grass is greener type thing, you know. It could be. Mm Hmm. It's like, oh, I want the robots because they'll be more right. And then like, the (laughs) he starts call it starts calling all these things and you're like no that can't be right right that's an <laughs> argument i see a lot because <laughs> it because they're because really the strike zone because okay so the the tv will usually put a box where the strike zone mm-hmm. is but the box doesn't move much and the strike zone absolutely moves it's it's a distance depending on a player it's from their knees to like it's hard most people describe it as the letters on a jersey it's like just under their arm mm-hmm. um so like <laughs> This is always a, a one that I like to bring up. Um, so the tallest player in the league right now, I think, is a is a guy who's he's like six eight, six nine. His name is Aaron Judge. Uh-huh. Plays for the Yankees. He gets a lot of what looks like on the broadcast low strikes, low pitches that are that are out of the zone called for strikes, uh-huh. and that pisses off a lot of people who watch the game uh-huh. because that's not a strike. The strike it's out of the strike zone, but really they might actually be a strike in the strike zone because we can't actually see because we, we don't have the trained eye. We just look at the box and we're like, oh, the box says that's a strike. Yeah. We we could be wrong. We could be right. T- TV isn't in charge of making that box accurate, you know? Right, yeah. I mean, they try, but... does it, oh, Like you said, it doesn't change much, uh, but you get a six foot three. Where, what was it? Six foot eight? Six foot eight, you yeah. You get a six foot eight guy, suddenly his box is, box is way larger. Right. Well, it's it's always funny. The uh, A couple times the Astros and the Yankees have played in the playoffs for the past couple years, and the Astros have this one guy, Jose Altuve. I hate him. He, he was like five foot ten. He's one of the shortest players in baseball. And can you imagine if an inning ends with, like, I don't know, Aaron Judge, the, the six foot eight guy, strikes out? And then the new inning begins with uh with Jose Altuve leading off. I mean, the zone's got to be so screwed by that, <laughs> right? Because his zone is way smaller. But yeah, I mean, homework. Yeah, some something we want to think about uh for next time. We. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, so I wrote down Moneyball with Brad Pitt. There's that. Yeah. If okay, so um, it just came out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, so watch Moneyball, but I'll find a way to watch it. You have the time. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, it's a, it's I think it's like two and a half hours. It's um, it's good for the layperson. I mean, most people don't know baseball, but um, that includes me. It does a good job. It it fictionalizes real life events. 
Uh, Brad Pitt plays the general manager of the Oakland A's, who are very poor mm-hmm. compared to... They're not poor at all. They have billions of dollars. But they're very <laughs> poor compared to um, the team they mainly talk about in the movie, um, the New York Yankees, who are the richest team in baseball. Uh, and they talk a lot about how stats are has some of the old stats that baseball players and and managers used to really care about are kind of outdated there are some things wrong with the movie there are some things i really don't like about mm-hmm. it we'll, we'll discuss that uh, it, it yeah we'll, we'll talk about it next time but uh i think it's still a really great movie and i think um it it's definitely a good introduction to the idea of advanced statistics in baseball all right sweet so uh, we'll leave that for homework um listener you don't need to listen to it we'll do our best to like we'll do our best to talk about it summarize it or like just whatever matters we'll talk about and if you want to listen to it go ahead uh you said it was on netflix two and a half hours yeah it's on netflix yeah and if like like you mentioned if you want to listen to it it's originally a book i think the book is better it doesn't have brad pitt but you could probably find an audiobook somewhere 